0: Episode three, I thought we'd be canceled after episode one. I thought for sure the network was going to be like, listen, these ratings are horrible. Yeah. No one's listening. But uh, so episode one, we had a million listeners. Yeah. A million. Episode two was 1.3 million. So episode right. three... I mean, we we got to keep going up, so that's why we brought the big gun into this. Right. I mean, like when you when you want results, you bring <laughs> Kurt Burgess to the table because he's got he's got followers, he's got people that either love him or hate him. But regardless, they're going to tune in mostly hate, <laughs> but but they're going to tune in to be like, "What did Kurt say this time?" <laughs> I hate that guy. So yeah, we'd like to welcome Kurt Burgess of Slap and Tickle to thank the you. podcast. Woo! Thank God, you. Thank I feel you. like this is going to get a little rowdy. I mean, like Kale was really nervous. Don was great, but you know, she's just a very reserved. But I think. I I'm just I'm nervous for the neighbors, you yeah. know, uh, after this podcast is over. Well,
1: yeah, I mean we're all a little loud, we got got some beers and I think <laughs> we're ready to have a party. So
0: as always we got AJ Vans of Wolfpack Productions in the house. Hello. He's my producer, we've determined that.
1: Yeah, I liked uh I like <laughs> Kale's uh third musketeer. Third musketeer. I'll take yeah. that. The the producer code. Yeah, producer, thing. <laughs> third musketeer.
0: AJ is our, our original band voice. We can't forget yes. about the original bands. Too Never. often are we right. all about the cover bands. we need the original band voice. And I'll remember for the first time ever, yes. my name is Mike Schulte.
1: Congrats. I
0: am the host of this show. You are. Yeah, and I play drums in the park tornadoes. Yeah. Proud of you. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you could join us, Kurt, because uh, you know, you're uh you're a guy around town. I hope so. A guy about town. Guy
1: about you've town. got a
0: you've got a band called Slap and Tickle, which is one of the bands I feel like if you've been under a bridge, you probably still would have heard about Slap and Tickle. Wouldn't you think so?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, we we go under bridges a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. A lot of times we spend time yeah. under bridges, yes. yes. <laughs> well, and aren't you, uh, you have a radio show on KRNA, uh, Mount Trashmore?
2: Mount Trashmore, yes. Trashmore, yes. damn it. it. It could be Trashmore, though,
1: <laughs> <way>. but, <laughs> the,
0: the, the, We haven't figured out yet. <laughs> Let's be
1: honest. The, yeah.
0: Mount Trashmore actually does have corporate sponsors, so you've got to be like... Yeah, yeah, this we could just go on forever. It doesn't matter, but you you have corporate <laughs> sponsors. You gotta yes, please them. Yes, so we this, do. feel free to swear. Don't don't put on when, oh, when you're on the air. Are you thinking about that all the time?
2: Uh, Swearing? So no, actually. Really? Um, uh, it's oh, it's pre-recorded. Not sometimes. always. Not not always. always. Well, we do go live at least maybe once or twice a month, and it's never we're just really careful about the not swearing. Um last person that swore on our show was actually Dave Wright from Dave Wright's Subaru. <laughs> really? he, right before his interview ended, he's like holy shit. And then he goes, "Did I just say that?" And everybody's just like in panic mode. What so.
0: what what happens? Is there a delay? Do you just no. or do you just go we're really sorry about that kind of a thing? And no,
2: it's we we try to pretend it never happened. We just kind ah, of move forward past. Cuz you've it. been there.
0: you have been like, "Did did, did that guy?
2: Oh, never mind. I don't yeah. think he did. Well, you've seen our shows, yeah. Slab and Tickle. We uh, do some all-ages stuff all the time. Ooh, and that's those so are, tough. Those are some of our better shows, and I think a lot of people just show up to see if I'm going to swear or not. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, one slips out, depending on how drunk I am. So, Thankfully, on Thrashmore, we're not that
0: Yeah, trashed. Yeah, you're not boozing too yeah. hard. too hard. Or sorry, not at all, right? We? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny story about that. Uh, at our last Paramount show last year, we had a three-band bill. And it was an all, all ages venue. It was very well known to everyone. Listen, don't swear. Let's keep this clean. <laughs> yeah. And the opening band, Piano Palooza. Um, Tony Tony Bonencamp walks out there, and I, I reminded him as he walked on stage. I go, I go, bro. All ages, don't swear. I've seen your shows. Got got it, got it. How the fuck is everybody tonight? <laughs> like, I'm like you, you gotta be. And, and like I asked him about it afterwards, he's like. I said that like he did. It It was just it's just like commonplace for him. Register. to just, oh. no, no, what, what are you going to do? We can we can swear as much as we want on this show. So well, fuck. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Cheers. We got beers in the studio. Our Dude. official first official sponsor uh, of the podcast is Iowa Brewing Company.
1: Is that real? They don't
0: know it yet. OK, they don't cool. know it. but if we keep talking about them, yeah. I think they'll just at least give us free beer for the right. podcast. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's if you're out there. Give us some free
1: stuff. Please. And thank you. Well, Absolutely.
0: Kurt, tell us. Uh, I've been asking everybody first and foremost about. How you got into loving uh, music in the first place And then got into playing music
2: Okay well uh, I'll take it back to 1978 I think I um, was probably four Maybe four, five, somewhere in that range uh, saw Kiss live at the U.S. Cellular Center. Cool. And I liked them before because of their album covers. Yeah, I mean, right. Oh, yeah. My Kiss. dad it's had that Kiss Alive. Yeah. He had Destroyer Rock and Roll over, and I remember seeing these album covers. And, uh, I mean, back then, Kiss was a really good band. I mean, their music just, they wrote really good rock songs, not like the stuff they did in the 80s, but, uh, I remember they came to the U.S. Cellular Center. My dad was really excited because Cheap Trick was coming with them.
0: Were they opening? Yeah, but yeah.
2: Cheap Trick didn't come. It was John Cougar. Oh, wow. <laughs> this was John a, Cougar's a first show. A bit. And nobody knew who the hell John Cougar was at this point. So anyway, Kiss comes out, and I just remember everybody's just in shock watching this show. Yeah. And, of course, I from that moment on, I wanted to be Paul Stanley. All my friends were like, I want to be Ace. I wanted to be Paul. No, I'm Paul. Yeah. I wanted to be the guy that got all the pussy and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and sang. (laughs) And did all that stuff, and um, it just kind of progressed from there. I, my background is more like uh, classic rock, right? Shock rock, that kind of stuff. After Kiss, I got into Cooper, which really scared the shit out of me, yeah.
0: But you couldn't turn away, could you? No,
2: and it just eventually got into King Diamond. I mean, I loved like all the 70s stuff, right? Zeppelin, all that. It just started
0: that show, started you down down a tunnel of being like, I
2: need music, I need to see bands, I need albums. Then my, you know, I told my mom I wanted a guitar for Christmas, so she goes out and buys me this J.C. Penny acoustic guitar. And I'm like, I can't <laughs> Grandpa's make, guitars, I, I, I can't, can't play yeah. these. <laughs> I can't make the damn noises with this thing. <laughs> so I, you know, fine, we'll take you for guitar lessons. I'm like, okay. I wind up going to J.C. Music or whatever it was called back then. And uh, the guy was really good, but he starts teaching me Mary Had a Little Lamb, and I was like, I quit. Well, no. <laughs> I was no. done. No. I stopped playing for a couple of years. I never really started, but I just stopped. Right. <laughs> and then uh I got an electric guitar for another Christmas and I go back into J C's and I'm like, listen, I wanna take lessons. And I I sound like I'm like being a badass, but I was <laughs> probably like eight, eight or nine at the time.
0: <laughs> About as badass as you can sound
2: <laughs> and I just said I wanna play like Kiss, I wanna play this kind of stuff. And at this point I had I hadn't heard Metallica yet or any oh, of this geez, stuff. Yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> like so, this isn't even yeah.
0: This is just starting at this point. All
2: I knew was Kiss uh, and Black Sabbath and uh, Judas Priest. So I go in and this is what I want to play. So they hooked me up with this guitar teacher. Oh, Mark they're like,
0: we got the guy for you. Yeah, it was Mark <laughs> Reynolds, and
2: he, he's kind of... A lot of people listening to this probably know or have yeah. taken lessons from Mark Reynolds. In fact, the other two guitar players that were in, that started slap and Tickle with me, all three of us, oh, started geez. taking lessons from Mark Reynolds at he's the same time. He's the link. Time.
0: He's the guy we can blame for yeah, slap and Tickle. Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> but what was cool about him was he kind of looked at what your styles and your interests were. So with me, he focused a lot on blues and a lot of hard 70s yeah. era rock with pat the other guitar one of the other guitar players he focused more on the maiden king diamond oh, yeah, yeah. style and with john uh the, he's no longer with us but with johnny focused more on like the steve Vai type oh. stuff so it was kind of cool we all came from the same guy but none of us sound that the there's
0: same. something to be said about that that yeah. for because most people are like here's the lesson plan and yeah and it's yeah. the same for every student but for him to go No, no, no. I think this would be a better route for you. Yeah. Because if you guys were all if you guys all got taught the same thing, I don't know (laughs) if you could all play in a band together, right? No, (laughs) it'd be
2: it'd be very machine and very uniform. Yeah. I suppose there's something to that, but there was just when we got together with this band and Pat and I have been playing together since I want to say nineteen eighty-nine. Him and I have been in a band consistently all this time in fact until recently we both started side projects it's the first time we've branched out and done stuff really you each just other.
0: did yeah so it's always been uh, have how long has slap and tickle been a band uh, I want to say we've been around for
2: probably eight or nine years okay
0: and before that you had other projects yeah before just...
2: before that we were doing death metal and stuff nice. I mean it was like slap and tickle is not a lot of people look at slap and tickle and they think this is us and you know this is not us right I'm, I'm a big 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 time king diamond fan and i listen to slayer and i listen to all this yeah. stuff i hate 40 percent of the stuff we play. <laughs> that's usually I how really it goes to cover bands though, i do it? not own one freaking despite opening for the guy i don't own one fucking poison album yeah you know so oh my uh, God.
0: so many people just clicked off their podcast yeah. <laughs> and de- and
2: unfriended yeah. and, and hopefully i material. got some new respect because i, I said testing, that yeah. shit <laughs> but i don't own any warrant i don't own any poison any of that stuff um you know it just so we basically are playing to we had that discussion long ago what do we want yeah and we decided, hey, we want to play in front of big crowds. Yeah. We want to make money. We want to throw a big party, and that's that's kind of what Slap and Tickle became.
0: That's an that's an amazing thing because I think a lot of people, and I I'll, I'm guilty of it. Back in the day, when you're doing original music, you're looking at, oh my god, look at these fuckers! They got <laughs> spandex on, they're playing that shitty classic rock music. But it's like, for the most part, people, it, it's it. When you realize it's it's a job, yeah, it's a means to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, just buy into it, sort of a thing. And and so it's funny. I used to think that because it's essentially what we're doing. I mean, we're the the day that we started to go to the next level is when we decided that we were gonna try to start doing a lot of girl songs, right? And, and make kind of rock covers of girl songs. It used to be, I mean, at the Paramount coming up, we're doing a bunch of our old. We used to play a lot of old rocks. So Mason just. Shreds the guitar and loves to just do a lot more rock songs. But we said this isn't. We've reached our peak here. Yeah. We need to find something else, and and that's that's something to be said. And that's that's why I brought you here, frankly, because um, I think when you're talking about success in the cover band world, you're almost looking for a brand or, yeah. or like a like you can't just be a band. You almost have to have more to it than yeah. just a band. It's got to be a, a a shtick or it's got to be a. a club uh, like you feel like you're a part of something when you go to that show yeah and i think and and let's let's take this back man so kurt we're we're just now knowing each other for what like six months
2: yeah maybe max maybe like
0: i knew of you because you're you're very vocal in the social media world and i'll see you posting on a lot of our (laughs) unusual friends and i'll always like who is this guy? Like, oh, he plays in that Slap and Diggle band. Who I've never seen, but they're probably stupid, and I hate them. You know, like, like for real. And that's what, and that's what I thought. And then, funny story, Asia, you don't know this. Uh, Pork Tornadoes were playing a wedding in a manna over the summer, and we set up and we sound checked, and we're we're walking out of this bar. We're like, let's go down the road, let's get some lunch or something. And we walk out after having a beer, and we hear, we're like, that's live music. Where's that coming from? You know, you can just hear it. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. that's not pre-recorded. Where is this? And so let's go find out We go around the corner And we show up at Millstream And and sure enough There's slap and tickle Set up <laughs> on this outdoor It was like a benefit type show Or
2: something uh, We, we just the play day. there Play there once a year Just for Right Hell of it And we
0: walk up And, and we're like, yeah, let's check this out <laughs> Let's see what these guys are all about, you know. <laughs> you know, and I remember going. Somebody's like, "Who is this?" I'm like, "I'm think that's that slap and tickle band." Like, "Oh no, they're okay." And then, like, seriously, we stuck around for five, six songs. We're like, "Oh my god, that was awesome!" You know, like, you know, it's it's almost to the point where you just have to give someone a chance. Yeah. It, but but maybe that's what it takes sometimes yeah. in the branding world is you have to just go. Man, I've heard about you guys forever, but <laughs> I finally saw you and that was pretty awesome. You yeah, know? Yeah. And what the best part of the ending of that story is that, um, I messaged Kurt and I go, Hey man, it was really good to see you. We never met before, but band sounded awesome. And he's like, Oh, thanks man. We're on set break. I said, we're playing a wedding down the street. He goes, well, we're going to crash it. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll see you there. And sure enough, like, mid-second set at a wedding in a manna, like, I look up in front row, it's all the dudes
2: in Slap and Tickle going, Woo! drinking beer. We, we, we brought about 40 people with oh us, Oh, my too. God, it was so funny. <laughs> Any other wedding that
0: we played, that would have been like, you ruined my night, but these people were like, hell yeah, don't even care. Oh, yeah. this, really? this is awesome. It was a great wedding. Oh, wow. But but that was when I started to realize, like, okay, maybe this maybe this branding thing is what it sort of takes to get to the next level. If you look at bands... Uh, from Chicago, Twin Cities, mm-hmm. any of the cover bands out there have the worst names. Oh yeah, and like the sticky, sticky things, and like we only play '90s music from sitcoms, or <laughs> you know. But but it drives people out in droves yeah. to see the shows. Um, where I feel like, I mean, we're in the shitty name category, both of us, are, like, <laughs> Slap and Tickle Pork, and pork Tornadoes. What did we say if we ever played together? It'd be pork and tickle, or
2: tickle slapping tornado, something, something <laughs> which is
0: like even worse than both names individually. But <laughs> but even like think about think about the success of like tribute bands. Mm-hmm. Like look at uh, Fresh Fighters just just played. They've only played two shows in Cedar Rapids. They're a Foo yeah. Fighters tribute band, yeah. and they've had huge crowds for bo- for both their shows. Where normally it's a slow. Gr- I mean, you're gonna slow build this thing. And we started this band, but when you've got not to say it's just a shtick, that it's the Foo Fighters tribute band but it is it's yeah. a, it's a gimmick right um but that's what drove people out to their shows so yeah, for you guys to show up in spandex suits and like wigs and and just be crazy and do stuff i think people say that's a that's
2: a must see show right? yeah yeah it, with us uh we kind of took you know we looked at the bands that were successful before us um like who would those bands be cheese pizza prime example yeah Yeah. and there's a lot of people right now just hissing and booing that i say (laughs) the name cheese cheese pizza but uh say what you will about those guys they did a lot for a lot of us musicians around here talk to chris woodward from in 75 about uh in seven you know gave him their big break in front of a lot of people did the same for us. I'm watching their show even now with the gay cowboy thing. I'm just, (laughs) I'm disgusted by it, but it's a train wreck. But you can't turn away, can you? (laughs) But these guys are just amazing musicians. They put on a show and I'm like, I want to do that, but I want a better soundtrack. Not knocking their stuff. I don't have any, you know, Saturday night fever or whatever the hell they play at my house. (laughs) But I do, uh, you know, I'm a fan of live music, period. So I could be at like a bluegrass festival, and i just respecting what's going on on stage. It was the same with cheese pizza. I'm just, but what I noticed was what it did to the crowd. Right. I love people, what's going on with the crowd. People
0: showed up no matter what. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, it's cheese pizza. We have to go. Yeah. Something crazy is going to happen. There's going to be a ton of people yeah. there. We've got to go.
2: First time I saw him, I'm uh, at Muddy Waters. I'm going up the stairs. Some guy turns to me and goes... You know, is this your first? You're a pizza fan, and I'm like, never seen him before. I sure do like pizza. <laughs> I look like I do, but this guy t- yells up the stairs, "Hey, we got another virgin here!" And I'm oh thinking, I'm thinking, "Holy shit, this, this is some, awesome!" Was this Third Street Live? It was or uh, Muddy Waters. Okay, back Muddy when I played yeah. there, I'm like, "Holy shit!" Fast forward now, 15 years later, there's the term, "Hey, we've got a new Slap and Tick Virgin you. coming tonight." Oh wow! Yeah, I hear that all the time. So, wow, I
0: didn't even wow. think about it. It
2: was that. just looking at the people that did it before us, and now there's people. Are contemporaries that are doing it too, and and they've added stuff to it like you guys with your social me- your media presence and and your song selection i mean we it's forced us to have to up our game a little bit, so I mean it's you know you get it
0: I think it's just better, and we had that conversation I think I think three years ago I would have looked at you more as like a, a man they're playing the same night we are we got to blow these guys out uh-huh. of water or something like and nothing against you because I didn't know you and yeah I'm using you as an example, but now it's like I don't know what's come over me, but I just think we all need to, if your band is super popular and my band is super popular and another band is super popular, like it just, it's just good for everyone. Yeah. Uh, and I think I've seen you guys, I think you've gone, you've gotten to a place where um, you're sort of at, they're like at the top of a, of a group and you're now you're ready <laughs> to go up to like the next level. Do you feel that way? I mean, like what, what's been the evolution of the band? Like, you know, what we, levels have you been at? You
2: know? we, our, I think our story is kind of similar to yours. Almost the first, you know, you kind of struggle a little bit in the beginning,
0: always, yeah. And then
2: it just something happened and it just got crazy. It's
0: almost like a stroke of luck.
2: Yeah. Like, why did that show
0: happen at that
2: day? And yeah, with with us, um, we, we're all we were all known musicians around town. Our first show was nothing but musicians. They came and they <laughs> they wanted to critique us. And yeah, one guy said, you know, you guys are going to be big. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, whatever. Like, what, is, what does that mean? Because up to mean that mean? point, I'd been in death metal bands. I'd been in nothing but original bands for the most yeah. part prior to that. And uh, so I didn't know what to think. Um, and they were telling us, you know, this is going to be great. You just keep doing what you're doing. We had made the decision to wear wigs and spandex maybe two weeks prior to that. First oh, wow. Show.
0: So that was right off the bat.
2: Yeah. And that, of course pigeonholed us too
0: because <laughs> totally. we were playing We played. as much as a, of a positive as it is yeah. by creating a brand it's kind of a negative i mean right? for
2: those people that came to our first few shows we played Katy perry i mean we played god forbid we played nickelback i mean we played some of that stuff yeah we did you just lost more viewers by the way. <laughs> right. or they tuned <laughs> back more in more listeners yeah or they <laughs> oh yeah katie perry She's <laughs> <hot>. yeah. <laughs> now, now keep in mind when we were doing that stuff i hated the shit out of oh, it Oh, totally right but you know we did it and All of a sudden, we're realizing, okay, we're dressing up. People are coming. They want to see the hair metal stuff. So it just kind of evolved into that. Then uh, somehow Budweiser came to us. I never went looking for sponsorship. 7G. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. They came to us and offered to sponsor us. And then uh, through that, um, we got to do some really cool parties. We got to play the cell center. You've so, done
0: that like twice, haven't yeah, you?
2: Yeah, we got to open the cell center. Nobody's wow. saying
0: they played the cell center. Not twice. <laughs> not, <laughs> not twice. Let own once, but twice. There was
2: like eight thousand five hundred people there that night. And uh <clears throat> excuse me. I gotta blow that up. No out. edits on this, man. No, no edits. No. But uh so we played the Cell Center, and then from there, you know, all of a sudden, we get the call to open for Cheap Trick. From there, get the call to open for Brett Michaels. Through all this stuff, I meet James Larson, who has us play his birthday party, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm hosting a radio show, right. which was like a lifelong dream of mine. Yeah. None of this would have ever been possible if I didn't, like you say, uh, kind of start and follow the brand that we had going on. Well,
0: it's – I mean, again, to go back to episode one, it's all about – getting people like we've we're already doing what we want thing thing number one's already been taken care of playing music with your friends like we can just do that in our basement yeah but if you're gigging out the next step is you want people to come out to your show right yeah so you have to give away some of that like (laughs) i'm only gonna play what i want to play it's like (laughs) no you gotta get rid of some of that i mean because if if you're only playing what you want to play yeah chances are your crowd's not going to be very big Mm. but i mean you know you're saying you were playing you don't even listen to some of the bands that you no. play and i mean that's God, the same no. with us we we would much rather be playing like some rock and roll you know but instead we're like well that new uh that new justin timberlake song is pretty hot right now that'll bring a lot of people out to the show let's play it yeah. you know and, and and in a way too you grow you grow to have an appreciation for for the music you're playing absolutely but absolutely you can't
2: just you can't just say i don't like that band i'm not going to play well, it a lot of the stuff you guys play is really the same as the stuff we play. It's just it's a just a couple not, generations earlier. Not not right? distorted guitar. Yeah. I mean it's not distorted guitar and no growling vocals. Yeah. I mean it's, it's it's more keyboard oriented. Yeah. And so it's it's a lot of the same stuff.
0: Yeah. It, it, well and it's tough. So like for the from the original band aspect yeah. of that. I mean we've all played in original bands. Yeah. Um I mean it's it's do you think it's almost harder to create a brand as an original band though?
1: Yeah. We I've I've talked to a lot of people um in original bands like uh, on previous stuff, uh, that they create a similar aesthetic. You know, they they know what they're going for. They understand that they're kind of pinpointing a demographic. They're not trying to hit, uh, you know, all age groups. They know exactly what they're doing, you know. But at the same time, you know, I was just at a show at Tailgaters that was all... It was three original bands. Um, I think one of them did some covers and everything. Yeah. But uh, three original bands, and I mean, the show was... Not quite as packed, but it was a packed house just like Fresh Fighters was, you know. I mean, it wasn't quite as nut-to-butt. But there was it was a packed house, you know, and oh, so the
0: original it, original band scale of things it, yeah. was, a, um, it was a huge three, success.
1: Three band bill, it yeah. was great. You know, it wasn't it wasn't one one or two cover bands. It was a three band original band bill. That's awesome, um, and it was a great show. Yeah, um, but it is it is more difficult, I think, because you're you're going you're going and people have nothing to base it off of except yeah. hopefully they show up and like you. Yeah, that's it. There's
0: a band, one of my favorite bands in the world, um, mm-hmm. is called the 1975. Yep. And and what they've done, I mean, they're probably the most famous band in the entire world that's not on modern day radio. You know, really? what I mean, they, they've they've done this thing where they said we're gonna build this up on our own. We're gonna create this sort of club like atmosphere where, if you've never heard of us, you're not part of the club. You know, I heard about those guys before you knew about them, kind of yeah, a thing. yeah. And they uh, they built it all up themselves before they started getting out and playing. You know, where they didn't just start going, oh, we got this music, we're gonna sell it to whatever label wants yeah. it right off the bat. They perfected their their show. They perfected their songs. They perfected everything. Recorded it themselves, and then once they developed uh, popularity, everyone had to come to them on their terms. And I that that's an original band, uh, but at the same time, I think that's what all bands in the area should be doing: is like perfect your craft, make it as good as possible, then get out and do things on your own terms. You know, right. like. Don't get out and play a, play a bad show when you're not ready or don't just play a show to play a show yeah. just cuz well that that bar asked us to play we should totally go play that show. Right. I mean you create that brand and then you and then you live by it and yeah. you like throw it in people's faces, you know. There,
1: yeah. There are bands that don't thrive in a bar scene. Like, no. so so deal with that. Like yeah. like own that. Yeah. Like go make your own DIY show. Create a show. special you event. You I mean? do this I mean? Yeah. go go wherever you need to go to do that. If you're not a bar band, a lot of people do. Th- a lot of bands do do thrive in the bar scene, so that's what they're gonna go do.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think? I mean, Kurt, do you think it's you think it's, at this point, looking back, do you think if had you guys had like a normal name like the Billy Goats, or, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> that's the most original normal name I can think of, and that you didn't wear spandex and didn't have wigs on do you think you'd be where you are now no
2: yeah right i mean that's kind of crazy to say right i uh that almost came to that we uh had a list of like a hundred names that we came up with some of them were just horrible i can't even remember what they were i can't even but we just you know we would all take turns at band practice so i don't like that one i don't like that one vote them out eventually it came down to slap and tickle which slap and tickle, Can I them? can't even remember. <laughs> one of them, John came up with a bunch of stupid Star Wars things. Oh, yeah, they were horrible. Like and I'm you're just pigeonholing like, us, he's, he's like, Well, I just want to get some ideas on paper. I'm like, Okay, well, then it came down to slap and tickle. And this other one, the other one was actually probably a really good band name, but yeah, uh, like,
0: like maybe for an original band or yeah. something like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was it. it I can't remember what, it, what the hell it was. It was something. It had something to do with sex, but but it was a good name. Naturally, yeah. I mean, I, I've always <laughs> well, come like up with really t- good <laughs> band names. I, I'm in a band called. Uh, I was in a band called Waffle House Brawl at okay. one time. Yeah, that's um, cool, yeah. I mean, so it's just I come up with different names. And Slap and Tickle is basically from the movie. Uh, Beerfest. Mm-hmm. it's a lady you oh want a yeah, yeah, slap yeah and tickle yeah, yeah. so it just kind of came from that none of us thought in a million years that that was the name that we were going to go with it came well, down to the last two we ended up flipping a coin went home told my wife hey the band's called slap and tickle she's like that's fucking stupid <laughs>
0: and you're like i know you just I'm wait like, someday
2: <laughs> like i don't know so our show is coming up we're giving you know we had posters made giving them to the bar we're like slap and tickle and we go back to do the show and they write a band on it <laughs> People thought it was like a burlesque show. And then all of a sudden we, you know, we go change. We come out in our spandex and everybody's just like, you know, yeah. what the hell? And think about this. Our first show, we're, it was at Gilligan's and it's nothing but musicians there. Where's so Gilligan's? It's on First Avenue. I can't remember what it used to be called. It's uh, First Avenue. It's down- here currently? Yeah, it's still okay. there. Um, it, But it's not really known for live music, but they were the first ones that said, yeah, come play here. So we're there, and for us to have to go change in front of all these musicians that respect the shit out of us for the stuff we'd done in the past, and we come out with wigs and spandex on, (laughs) you know, and we're just like, I'm like, are we really going to fucking do this? And they're like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. So we did it, and, you know... We were laughed at at first. Well, completely. But then it was just one of those. And then guess
0: what? Everybody kept drinking. They kept coming and, and telling their friends. And,
2: and I think with the uh, original bands, too, a lot of it uh, might be that fear. Right. You to, know what to I'm really saying?
0: Do, like, to be like a kiss and go, like, we're
2: wearing makeup. Yeah, we're going to do something. Or like something. a
0: slipknot to be like, we're going to wear all these masks and stuff. You I mean, go
2: back to L.A. in the 80s, that was all original bands. Yeah. Wasps throwing live raw meat out into the crowd. He uh, got all this other shit going on, you know. And here it, the norm is to just not do anything that makes you look stupid. I, right. I think you got to get out of that shell and you got to make yourself look a little stupid.
0: That's super true. I, I think back to how tough it was in Cedar Rapids. You know, I, I think I told this story on the first one or something. But we we've been playing in Cedar Rapids for maybe six years, and for the first two and a half years, nobody was showing up. Really? Like we haven't changed like, they haven't necessarily changed anything. We're still the same people. We're still the same musicians. But I think Cedar Rapids is the place that they have to know your name yeah for a long period of time in order to then go, oh yeah, 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 those guys. yeah, I've heard that name. So like the weirder your name is, probably the more memorable it becomes, the more people go, oh yeah, yeah, those guys they've been they've been playing around a lot. I, I remember yeah. we should go see them. We should go see them. And, and like it's like nothing changed. All of a sudden, just people people came to the show and said, oh, that was really cool. Where have I been the last couple of years? And no like, shit. Well, yeah, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> we were about ready to quit.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: and that kind of takes me back, though, to like Large Midgets. Oh, yeah. Remember, that was one of the first, when I was still an original band guy, that was the name that I knew mm-hmm. of the cover bands. I was like, oh, God, cover bands. They're the worst. I can't <laughs> believe they're Large Midgets. What a stupid name. This is so stupid, but... I mean really they kinda they kinda owned it. They're like, here's a dumb name, here's what we're gonna do and we're full blown all in. Yeah. Like they're all and, and I think you can learn something from just saying, Shit, man, that's what we're doing. I mean, did you ever think at one point like three months in, four months in that you're like, let's get rid of the spandex.
2: Let's go, let's go to normal. We've talked about maybe doing some shows without it just to see what would happen. Cause
0: didn't kiss do that every once in a while toward the end of their career.
2: Well, they're, they're still together, but, uh, they did unmask in 70 or in 1980 oh, wow. and they did like the whole decade. Oh, that's right. Unmask. And then they put it back on, but we talked about it and I'm like, it would have to be a special event. Like we talked about maybe doing a Halloween show where we didn't dress where, up. You were, you were <laughs> up. Yes, we come out like as our normal selves and do a show. I think that'd be funny, but uh no, we uh up to this point there's never been a uh, discussion about let's just not do this anymore. Let's not wear this anymore. It would it, it's, it'd it's be It's too late now. now. We've talked about opening for ourselves. Oh. <laughs> Working up some different songs and actually <laughs> oh, and play them pretty really horribly. Just just for for shits and (laughs) giggles. Well, I gotta admit,
0: when I first met you, I think I think we talked online. We're like, hey, let's get grab a beer sometime. Like, I didn't actually know what you look like. Yeah. Like, oh, is he gonna have the wig on? I I don't know. Was that real (laughs) hair? I'm really not sure. I was honestly
1: thinking the same thing. I was like, I was like, he's got like long hair, right? Like, he's got like a bandana. Yeah.
0: Spandex. Does he wear the spandex to work during the day, (laughs) or is that just a weekend thing? Uh, you want another beer there, Kurt?
2: Oh, I does a bear shit in the woods?
0: Okay. This is this is what we call an intermission. We're gonna hear I'm gonna create a fulcrum on this oh, beer. This is we am gonna put it up
2: to the microphone so you can hear it.
1: Oh my Micro- oh, god. Yeah. Thank we you, don't sir. edit
0: we don't edit things out of this podcast.
1: Can I trade you one of these for one of those? Here you go. Can yeah. I trade you? Yeah, trade me.
0: So we've got the uh, we've got the, the sponsor of Iowa Brewing Company, but we've got a it's wannabe sponsor of
1: Sierra Warnabe. Nevada yeah. sidecar. Yeah. Is this like a blue moon? <laughs> Uh, kind of, with a little bit more you open it for hopness him? to it. Hops. Hops. <laughs> I like the hops.
0: What? Um, I mean, I had something I was going to ask you. What do
2: you think? I don't stuff my pants if that's what you were asking. That's that's real. <laughs> we were going to get there.
0: I wanted Looking one more good. beer in us before <laughs> we, had, we got there. <laughs> um, don't you think one of the most important things of your success? and why you're making $5,000 a night (laughs) at the go I knew I I I was going to cause some shit when I (laughs) said that. I'm just using round numbers, okay? You could have used $500 (laughs) as a round number. (laughs) Anyway, uh, do you think part of uh, your success on why uh, bars are reaching out to you, why bigger events are reaching out to you, is because
2: people drink at your shows? It's a lot to do with it. I've, I, think it's, I think it's huge. I've, I've heard a lot from bar owners. You know, I'll sit there afterwards. I'm, and and here's the thing. I, I've gone out of my way to become friends with these guys. Kale's a personal friend of mine. I hang out with him outside of there. I hang out with Otis. I'm friends with Scott and Mary Pinter. I'm friends with all these guys. So... You know, I, I probably get to have more candid discussions with them than a lot of people do, and and I'll hear, well, I'm not going to book that band anymore because people show up, drink pop, yeah, they don't they don't drink. It's it's
0: sad because I mean, you know, yeah, alcohol is maybe not the number one thing you want to be promoting, and people driving home and stuff, yeah. but yeah. but like that, a bar mm-hmm. like tailgaters, that's how they make money. They mm-hmm. don't make money any other way, yeah, and that's how festivals, uh, you know, like you're uh, you guys have played what like sweet corn a lot and. Yeah. Uptown Friday nights and things like that. Like that is their money maker. Yeah. Is how much alcohol can go through that place. And it's it's not like you're trying to just get people as drunk as you can, but you're also trying to get people as drunk as you can because <laughs> I'll tell you what, a lot of we've talked to a lot of bar owners who maybe your first time there, you know, you do a show, but then six months later they forget Maybe that you were a good band or, or whatever. And ultimately, it's going to come down to them looking at the books.
2: Yeah, absolutely. When
0: yeah. you're like, hey, we want to come back. They're like, oh, man, I can't really remember you. Let's see. And oh, it was a, turns out it was a bad night of bar sales. Uh, yeah, well, can we bring you back but pay you a little less? I mean, you don't want to be going down in pay. You want to yeah, be going. Yeah. You want to continuously be negotiating your pay upwards. So, right. man, alcohol just seems to be. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: the, the, do, do, do you guys drink on stage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's what it is. I think people see you boozing and having a good time, and it just sort of makes <laughs> they wanna them. Join. They
1: want to join. Do you know
0: uh, William Elliott Whitmore? You ever heard that name before? Iowa folk musician. Yeah, Yeah. that guy. I've I've never been drunker than I have been than I have been at all of his shows. You know, like because he's just people are handing him whiskey and beer, and I'm just like, I want some too. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Sunday at twelve, and it's a benefit show that you're doing, but I'm gonna bring you a whiskey because it'd be awesome (laughs) to do a whiskey shot with you. You know, and like, so I that's part of his his draw, and I think that's part of some of the bigger bands around here is they do make people drink and have
2: fun. Yeah, it's with. You know, you guys, us, Cheese Pizza again. Um, I think us bands, we're an event. It's not just, hey, come see my band play. It's, hey, this is a party. We're, you know, we're background noise at yeah. the party. I think that's yeah. how we see it. But I think our three bands in particular have said, that's not enough. We want to be the loudest girl in the room screaming, hey, look at this dress. You can't turn around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, don't turn around. Don't <laughs> turn around. <laughs> yeah. but, but we understand that. What's going on is bigger than just what's going on. Yeah, it's not
0: all about you. You're you're an important part of this Mm -hmm. party, but but none of it happens without every aspect of this party. You know, you've got to have the great cooperative venue. You've got to have the great fan base that shows up and wants to have fun. And that's not, you know. And then there's a difference between a very respectful, drunken crowd that everybody's having (laughs) the best time, and then there's like, you know, you go to a. What was Kale? Kale told me a story about he went to a Boston on St. Patrick's Day to see what would be like the <laughs> the like Irish modern day band that just oh, dropkick Murphy, dropkick Murphys, yeah, maybe probably. And he told me that flogging Molly, <laughs> it's one of those bands. I'm sorry, Kale, like I just you know fuck off, Kale, fuck off, Kale. But one of the funniest things he told me is he went to Boston on St. Patrick's Day to see this Irish band, Dropkick Murphys. And it was just fist fight here, fist fight there, dude getting punched there, guy getting dragged out. And the best part of it was is Kale was with his brother. And his brother's like Kale, I got to puke. And Kale's like, okay, come on, let's let's go to the bathroom. And they start walking to the bathroom past this line of people. And this one guy's like, hey, 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 where are you going? He's like, oh, sorry, my, my brother's got to puke. He goes, we all got to puke. Get in line. <laughs> 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 and like, like, th- there's maybe a difference between like everybody having a good time and everybody fighting each other and breaking yeah. things. But right. it's a fine line, man. We live that every. I, I I find I teeter that line every weekend. Usually,
2: yeah. You have a lot of fights at your shows? <laughs> no, never. I in the nine years Slap and Tickle's been around, I think we've had maybe five or six fights at our shows yeah? total. Oh. That's pretty good. I mean, odds. the eighties music. I mean, a lot. A lot of people think Satan and all this stuff. The stuff we play, it's all happy. It's everybody right? party. Everybody take your clothes it's, off. Yeah, and, yeah,
0: do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: so it's usually when there's a fight at, our, at one of our shows, it's because somebody bumped into somebody at a pool table. Right. <laughs> That's usually what it and is And they just didn't understand man, like, No
0: man, it wasn't my fault What? It's your fault? <laughs> yeah,
2: you know So it's, yeah, it's cool um, That Dropkick Murphy things probably where Kale picked up That stupid banger thing
1: <laughs>
0: We haven't said banger at we all We haven't yet, said it. I, it yet. I,
2: I got so drunk drinking Every
1: time I heard the word banger Is that,
0: is that There should be drinking games Probably to this podcast but right. we'll,
1: so. we'll have to come up with some rules Banger Banger <laughs>
0: Banger if We did say banger a lot Damn <laughs> It's all right. How Bang, many, drink. I thought of this question for you. How many shows uh, on average do you guys think you play a year?
2: Oh, shit. There was a period of time when we were playing every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, like Friday and Saturday, or maybe just? Usually it's one or the other. We usually play just Saturdays. Okay, right. Um, but when we were playing, you know, at least maybe all but maybe five weeks out of the year for for many, many of those years. Then there were a couple where we'd do two shows. We'd do back-to-backs, you know, It's in the summer especially because we'd do private parties and then we'd play at a bar. Right. And then uh, we'd wind up with some Thursday night gigs somewhere too. Totally. And this was back when, you know, we were doing well. A lot of it was in town. Right. But, you know, as time had kind of gone on, we started to realize – We got to reinvent ourselves here. We got to back off of playing in town so much. Um, Then we started playing elsewhere, and you know, we just—I think—we got to a point where we started missing our families, wanting to do stuff. My kid graduated from high school last year. Hockey stud. My daughter's a national competitive figure skater, and I missed a lot of that over weekends because we had shows and they'd go do their games. And uh, Pat, you know, he's married. Everybody in the band's married, and you know, right. has kids and stuff like that. And it was like, you know, we got to slow this down, take a little more time. So now I'd say we play maybe twice a month, right? sometimes three, but we always, we always try to make sure we have at least one weekend a right. month where we where we have nothing going on. And we try to get out, and if we're not doing anything, we try to get out and see other bands. Play. Yeah,
0: that's smart, because, I mean, you still have to dictate your own terms. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think you should be able to say, we we don't want to play that show that weekend. You know, like, we, we don't. We've got other things going on. Yeah. But there's also something to be said, too. When you get to a point like you guys are, where people are actively coming out to your shows, now you starve them. Yeah. You go, Oh nope, we only play it once every two to three months in Cedar Rapids. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's, now people, they were making it a point to get to your shows. Now they're like, we can't, we have to go. Yeah. We can't do our vacation that weekend because mm-hmm. Slab and Tickle is going to be in town, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's where you you continue to build that brand up, but then now you're like, because I mean, how often did cheese pizza come around here? Like three to four times a
2: year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and same with hairball. I mean, hairball, hairball's is different. Because that's a whole other. They'll come here. They'll go to. Yeah. go to Des Moines. I mean, so they're always around right. here. Right. But uh, Cheese Pizza was kind of that same way. And what that's done for us as far as the brand, you know, uh, we have our own sound guy. Yeah. And he's actually a member of the group. He actually gets a fair cut. Oh, yeah. of us. as he should. Um, But he was actually nice. And every sound guy out there right now is going to get pissed at me for saying this. But our sound guy actually stepped up and said there's no reason that the sound guy should get paid more than the musicians in the band. Wow. So he, you know, and we're like, thanks. (laughs) So he gets an equal cut. Like we split it six ways. Whatever we make that night. But our thing is we help him set up. We help him tear down. Totally. that That's when it becomes an equal kind yeah. of a... But he has invested so much money into our lights. Well, and he's spending the sound. same amount of time that you guys are, yeah. too.
0: That's important.
2: And he, uh, because of everything that's gone on, because we're dialing it down, we're able to focus more on the show. In, in the bigger shows. Yeah. You know, yeah. So when you come to our shows now, we have these ridiculous lights. Yeah. Ridiculous, we ridiculous. We set it up to make it more yeah. bombastic. It looks like a big, big stage on wherever we're playing
0: want to talk about tupac shakur like i've been doing every episode yeah. <laughs> if you're not evolving you're disappearing there you go because you guys can easily there's probably been three to four times in your career where you've hit a point to go man we made it we finally got uptown friday nights or we finally got sweet corn festival and oh man 100 people came to our show last night where you could go that's it cool we made it but mm-hmm. you haven't you've continued to say that's not good enough let's keep going let's keep going
2: well, yeah we had. The luckiest thing happened to us when we, we played the Cell Center the first time. We played in front of probably 8,500 people. Uh, and that was, we walked out of there. We we were high as hell after that. Oh, we were just like, that was the greatest thing ever. I think we've done it. Next night, we played at a private party yep. in front of 12 people. Yep. <laughs> Dude, I have been there. And that, playing in front of 12 people. It, was The people that didn't care. It was the greatest thing that ever happened to <laughs> yeah. us because it was like, you know what? You're right, right You're back right. in your you right. yep. It yeah. got rid of the ego. It got rid of everything. I mean, I'm always going to have an ego. I'm a fucking stand-up comedian, yeah. so I'm always going to have an ego. But uh, having that happen, it yeah. really, like you said, put us back in our place. It stings a little that. at
0: first, but then you go, and you know what? Yeah. We're not going to fill an 8,000-person venue yeah. everywhere we go. It's not going to happen. I got a story about that. We played a, the Uptown Friday Nights two years ago. At the time, was the attendance record of the McGrath Amphitheater. This is two summers ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, look at 3,000 people. Oh, this is the best. The next night, we played um, Green River Days. Or no, sorry, Dumont Sandbagging Days. And it was two flatbed trailers and (laughs) 10 people there when we started our set. And we have, since we were in-ear monitors, we've got our microphones that are clicked on. But then we've also got a button we can hold down and go and talk to the rest of our bandmates to have communication. You know, but which does not go through the PA. I had plugged my stuff in wrong, so after we played the first after we played the first song, I go, I go, well, this is gonna fucking suck. And I see my sound guy Doug running at me, going, No, 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 we can hear you. But but I mean, there was only ten people there, and they didn't give a shit. They didn't, they weren't even listening. But again, same thing brings you right. You go from the biggest, most people in the history of the McGrath Amphitheater that was there to see you to. 12 people that could give a shit that you're playing songs, you know? So it's important to also stay grounded too and never, never be complacent with what you have, you
2: know? Let me ask you this. Do you guys have a contingency plan? If something like that happens, say all of a sudden you're in front of the wrong crowd um, do you have other songs that you can just switch your set around? to?
0: We've got enough to like fake it. We're like we're like the Blues Brothers when they show up at Bob's Country yes, Bunkers yes. and they know like three or four songs that they just kind of keep rolling with "Stand by Your Man" and "Rawhide." Uh, yeah, there's enough. We can cater at least. To the more rock crowd. Like, you know, okay, we're going to throw in some Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Or uh, the country, okay, here comes Wagon Wheel again, even though we don't play that anymore. And, (laughs) you know, so you can tailor it, and you need to be versatile like that. But you also, one of the things we tell people that are either booking us for a wedding or for a festival or for, we go, we're not changing who we are. Like, you know, you're booking us for your wedding because we do this, right. we're not going to all of a sudden learn Mustang Sally oh. and the Dollar the Chicken Dance for your yeah. wedding. Like we don't, we're not a wedding band, right? But we will come play your party. So yeah. there, there's maybe that making a shtick, but also like being true to what it is and not just this constant <laughs> evolving thing that. Oh, we'll do whatever. Well, oh, yeah, we do bar mitzvahs, and yeah, 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 we'll come play that. And
1: <laughs> well, I think that's that's a big thing for a lot of original bands, though. Like, in that original sense, they're writing their music and doing, like, we do it for us. We do yeah. it. It's us. We're not going to yeah. be changing, and we're not doing this for you. Yeah. We do it for us. But there is one, something to be said. It's like, yeah, but you've got probably a softer song that you can play at yeah. this point in time, right? Yeah. You know, you can, you can do that with, as an original band, too. I think this this
0: podcast will come out after the Paramount, so I can say this, but we're doing our second set is just a trio version of the band that we kind of used to do a long time ago. It's got some kind of older bluesy stuff. It really shows off Mason as a guitar player. He doesn't really get to play guitar as much as he likes to. So it's got some really old, cool jams. But we decided we were going to end it with uh, Out of the Black by Royal Blood. Oh, no. I mean, like rock and roll. (laughs) Mm-hmm. People thought they were hearing some 12 bar blues and they're like, and, and my brain goes, well, no, you know, there's this kind of a more of a, they're expecting this. And to Mason's and Corey's credit, they're like, this is our show. Right. People are here to see us. We'll do whatever we want. That's right. right. And, and it's good to have a group of different mental people in your band to have different philosophies to be like let's run this all by everybody let's take a vote we're like sons of anarchy like we have to have votes on things before we do <laughs> you things sit around you know, the table with and- a gabble and <laughs> right. stuff and sit around the table but i think that's pretty important to, to not just all be the same person and go yeah
1: <laughs> keeps you balanced yeah it keeps yeah, you balanced group, right yeah, yeah so absolutely. Fine,
0: so how about um the guys in your band like i mean are they like your true some of your best friends in the world?
2: They were. Yeah. They were, they were. <laughs> you know, but when you spend every weekend with them for nine years, eventually you kinda get you know, we, we've as things have gone on, I've developed a separate group of friends. It's like a I business almost. With. Like a yeah.
0: band's a business. Yeah,
2: and Pat Pat and I have been best friends since nineteen eighty eight. We're more like brothers, but he uh you know, he's hanging out with people that are more into what his interests were. Pat's uh Pat's a techie. Yeah, I'm not. You're like You start talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you
0: do you have a cell phone? In the f- first episode, we didn't think you had a cell phone. I do. You do have a cell phone? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just just mm-hmm. clarify.
2: Not a, not a. I've got a droid. <laughs> I've got probably the droid. Oh, he's, he's, he's pretty fancy estate <laughs> over there. Fancy yeah. The oh yeah. Droid. Ooh. But uh, you know, I, I went to college. I took an MC, what is an MCSA certification course, which is completely obsolete now. And <laughs> I was nah, just sitting there going, what? didn't make any sense to me so when they start talking like that and you got to remember in slap and tickle there's i think like two or three engineers right so anytime i buy you got a, a lot piece of different personalities yeah. in that band don't you my my job is to just be the shock you know yeah. value i'm up on stage i think part of it is what's kurt gonna say next that's true so <laughs> these guys just basically don't talk let me do my thing um <laughs> and then like i go into guitar center i'll buy a 90 dollar pedal and they're like you want to put the 30 dollar insurance on i'm like do you have any idea who my bass player is <laughs> <laughs> he, he's going to take this and make it better. <laughs> so you know, before no. I even use it. So, but so we have all that. None of us really have a whole lot in common in slapping. Really? Tipple. Okay. I mean, we love music. We and we love Scotch. I mean, that, okay, that's all right. So at the end of the day, we can all sit around. You and can just bond drink over music and, and Scotch. Yes. Yes. Dude, absolutely. That's, that's
0: interesting because I think some of the, I, I think with our band, like we, uh, for instance, we didn't play a show last weekend, and we all still hung out. Mm-hmm. last weekend but maybe that's maybe that's just a different thing i mean because we are we're we play like 50 to 60 shows a year yeah which was i think you guys have scaled back a little bit but yeah i it maybe it just feels weird when we're not hanging out kind yeah. of thing too i
2: don't know it definitely did for the longest time i mean we would pat and i still go to like beer festivals all over oh the yeah totally together and Uh, you just got other stuff going on in your life, too. The original slap and tickle lineup, that was different. Um, It was, you know, as I went to school with John, the other guitar player, Pat, um, John and Mike, the bass player, were best friends. We all got along with Jamie really well. Then as people started leaving the right. band, Jamie left. That screwed up the dynamic. I lo- <laughs> Jamie was my uh, partner on stage.
0: Who's, which one's Jamie? He was the drummer. Oh, the he original the drummer. drummer. Okay.
2: And he, him, he had a microphone, I had a mic- and we'd banner back and forth. When he left, all of a sudden I've got three other guys that are really shy. And oh my like, no. That totally yeah. changed the dynamic. Yeah. We bring in I could Steve. I could totally see that. Yeah. Everybody's
0: got their roles sort of on stage. Yeah. Right?
2: yeah. So we bring in Steve, and all of a sudden, I've got this new drummer who's not.
0: And he doesn't want to go out of his show, really, because yeah. oh, I'm just the new guy. Yeah.
2: And... I mean, he's better now. And then I mean, at this time, I'm really active on stage. <laughs> I broke my knee on stage oh, Jesus. at a slap and tickle oh, show. Oh, man. Got up, hobbled over to a stool, finished the show, drove myself to the hospital. It was just totally badass, oh but, God. but, uh, yeah. you know, from that moment on, I couldn't run around on stage anymore. Right. So you've yeah. got these dead trees over here <laughs> playing their instruments all you really well, to
0: jump, but you can't And I'm like,
2: what the hell? I'm like, you guys got to step this up and thank God Pat. Just like, you know, I'll work on it. I work now. Pat's the one that's all Pat's right, right, Pat's right. my Angus now. Right. He's all over the place. And
0: you, you adapt, you change yeah. you know, to, to what the band yeah. needs. Yeah.
2: And I mean, I mean, through, through all that and, uh. You know, bands fight, and you get sick of each other. Yeah, man, it, it, it have we we'd all kill for each other, but you know, totally. But and we'll be friends forever. It's like, but right now, are we hanging out all the time? No. I think
0: you have to look at a band, especially maybe even in the original world. You can fill in on this, AJ, but yes. I think especially the cover band world, it's a business. Yeah, it's not like a. This is who I truly am. I mean, it's like well. This is sort of a shtick. And like even our wives will attest to that too, you know, like you get a lot of adoring fans. Oh, you're so great. It's like you have to entertain them and say, Oh yeah, great to see you. Let me take a picture with you. But it's an act. It's oh, a, yeah. it's a it's a business, you know, you're trying to keep fans at the show. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't remember it really being that way when I was an original band. It was it was like, This is my heart and soul into this yeah. band yeah. and if you don't like it, I'm gonna be so mad, you know.
1: Yeah, well that's what it it changes as an original band grows, in my mind and my experience with it, it changes as you grow as an, an original band. It, when you're an original band, you start out, you're like, we're in this for us. It's everything. I'm pouring my heart and soul into this blood, yeah. sweat, and tears. Who cares, about, Who cares about anybody else, anything else? It's about us, bros, music, whatever. Yeah. And then, but then like when we were in kidnap and we were touring on our like second tour, it's like, no, this is a business guys. Yeah, we still need, this to make is money. a business. So like when we book these shows, we're not, we're not traveling four hours from our last place. So we can hopefully make 20 bucks. We have to actually book this yeah. show properly. So, so in, so, in a way,
0: I, I mean, it, it really it, is a band. It, is yeah. A business. A band is a business. Especially it always if it's is your only career.
1: And I think I honestly will say this to original bands, the sooner you recognize that, yeah, the better. That's super true. So, yeah. That's super true. Kurt, you've listened to the last two episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, a lot of things we've been talking about is like, what do you think can be done to con- to continue to grow the scene around here? Like, I mean, what do you think it's going to take? Is it just, is it everyone banding together? Is it, is that what's going to drive people out to show? Is it us creating better products for people, better venues? Like, you know, what do you, you think is going to keep getting and, Well, I guess, first of all, before you answer this is, is the scene down right now?
2: no. You don't I don't think, think so. it is. I don't think. It, I think uh, there's people right now that aren't thriving like they used right. to, and they're going to throw back to a time. Well, big dogs, big dog. You know, right. we had big dogs, and you know, whatever. You know, you'll have whatever. I'm having a great time right now. I don't think the bands are worse now than no, they were. No, I think the talent's yeah. incredible around the here. The talent's still great. There's still a lot of good bands. There's not as many as there used right. to be. Um, and I mean, let's face it. A lot of the people that are you know playing the you know from that era their fans have moved on you know they've got kids now True. they're it's not able to get, get it out, out, as out much. to
0: shows yeah
2: yeah I, I attribute a lot of our <laughs> success to the fact that the music that we play uh the women that was big into that are in their 30s 40s and 50s right. now so they can get out yeah um oh that's
0: true it's almost like a resurgence yes. of that crowd
1: yeah
2: absolutely oh, that's a good point yeah, that's, yeah um but as far as like the scene i, I think we got to keep doing what we're doing we i, I know people are going to say well we've done this before right. we have tried doing this before not with us they haven't right I mean, with what you're doing what i'm doing what kale and what aj here's doing um you know we're we're actually taking it a little bit more it's seriously. Be a slow though. burn, and yeah.
0: I, I don't feel like we're gonna just overnight like yeah. everything's gonna be better. And and to be fair, I mean like Kurt, you don't need any help making like you're fine. You're, you're yeah. gonna keep doing what you're doing, and people are gonna keep showing. Same with me. Like I don't yeah. even play bars anymore around here. But I just, I just like music and I Mm -hmm. I want everyone around here to experience some of the things I've experienced and, and to have great crowds. And, and I want the general public to go, well, we're not doing anything on Saturday. What should we do? Let's go see a band. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so I think, I think we just need to continue to just go down this road of like camaraderie Mm -hmm. and helping people. And uh, you know what's maybe just cause I don't get out to too many shows, but I feel like I've seen more and more musicians at shows. Yeah to to go to yeah. other band shows. I mean, that's that's one of the coolest things ever when you look out in the crowd and you see some other musicians that took time out of their night to say, "I'm going to come out and I'm going to I'm going to check this show out,"
2: you know? I mean, that's Yeah. I think a lot of the, you know, the cover guys we need to be a little more giving, mm-hmm. you know. We, we need to, you know. I, I'm very approachable. I'm one yeah. of those guys that are. I'm extremely approachable. I know people don't think I am. You you
0: don't give that off in I your live show. <laughs> I,
2: I look I look angry sometimes. You do, and that was one. And of, the bold
0: scares me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the,
2: the jobs that I've had in the past. Whenever I'd walk into the training room and I'm going to help people, you could see people like like, oh shit. And I'm like, I don't know why you're scared. No, I'm of good me. man. Like, there's no reason. But like during our shows, um, I think the reason people think I'm not approachable coachable is I don't leave stage during our breaks. I refuse really? to leave the stage, um, and I have a good reason for that. I'm very happily married, and I don't do heroin. Uh, okay, <laughs> two very, too very <laughs> and I've been oh, offered a lot of weird things. <laughs> and and think about it though, I'm up on stage saying, "Hey, I just smoked a shit ton of heroin and banged a bunch yeah. of whores."
0: Again, this is an act. <laughs> it's like, an act. I've got an it's act a show fellow, on here.
2: Yeah. But keep in mind, my wife makes my spandex for me, and my <laughs> wife is she hardly ever comes to our shows, but when she does, she loves it when. I'm getting hit on Totally I mean look at this Look, you're like, you're, look you're at what's him. sitting here In front of you The best <laughs> <fat laughs> part Dude <laughs> you were straight up Like the best
0: part is like Okay so let's say You, get, you got hit on All night long While you're right. wearing this Spandex And you're a bigger guy yeah. And you're on stage But then the next day you're the same person, and you're walking around Menards. You could see that same chick, and she'd be like, "Ooh, get away from me!" You know, like, possibly. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, that, that I, I noticed
0: that all the time. I mean, people that wouldn't give you the time of day if yeah. you're just walking around
2: are like, "Oh my God, you're in a band!" Oh. Yeah, it's 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 a tough life. It's a drug. I, 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 I said to Pat one time, I'm like, "Do you realize how much ass we would get uh-huh. if we weren't married and we were doing it? I mean, it'd be boy band epic ass." Right. <laughs> but yes, I'm very approachable. Yeah, and you are too. I mean, it's so. I mean you know if you want to do shows with us if anybody you know you know obviously we're not going to take a band that plays nothing but uh death covers. yeah it, it's got to make I mean, sense you can't do that but there've been uh, some heavy heavy bands that have said hey we have some songs or you know more we like metallica's black we can album. adapt a little bit yeah and they we've i've only turned down ever one band opening for us and it, um but we've had everything we've had a clash tribute band open for right. us so i mean it's Obviously you gotta be good. I mean you can't yeah. not, you know And hopefully maybe have a, a little bit of a draw and a drive yeah. to be better and Yeah. You just gotta be, you know, just ask. That's it. And, and like for the, the original guys, I mean, just don't hate the cover guys so right. much. I was gonna ask, are <laughs> they original bands opening for you as well? Some we've had okay. uh like one in particular, one recent one was Violent Intent. And I mean they, oh, yeah. they play I like Death that Metal. Yep. Yeah. So I mean and it, it you know, it was different. It was yeah. a different show, but You know the crowd stuck around. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's
0: when you've got an established band, people are going to stay around. Yeah. And it's just whether they start showing up on time or not. It's fine. But it's it's a you're giving them a nice stage to perform. Like it can't. It's not always going to be perfect. Right. But you're going to do your best. And we've talked about it. We we had a previous podcast, not the Cedar Rapids music scene, where we said, yeah. You know, I get it. I get why there's a divide between original cover bands, but I think... The- we called that episode Bridging the Gap. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I think the, the closer all of us get, almost the better the scene can get, yeah. you know? Just the appreciation of music. We're all doing the same thing. It's yeah. just different style. Like, we're... Even though we're both cover bands, we're totally different. You're, mm-hmm. you're 80s mm-hmm. hair metal. Mm-hmm. We're Taylor Swift pop bubblegum stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I mean, it's, it's totally different, but yet we have plans for a future show together that will be amazing because it's just... Bridging the gap between yeah. two different fan bases. Yeah, you know? see,
1: yeah, it doesn't have to be originals and covers. No. It can be covers and covers. You guys yeah. are different bands. You know, Th- different the worst
0: types. thing you want to do is put two of the same bands on a bill. Yeah, like, yeah for sure.
1: I don't for want sure. to see that. Speaking of that, though, too, uh, I, I didn't mention this previously, but one Of the things, uh, friendly fire on is actually going to open up for Chatterbox on single. No de Mayo. way, really, yeah, at Tailgators, man. Cool, so it's going to be a fantastic So there you got original show. band opening up opening for a cover band, a cover band. Awesome. and so yeah, yeah so I, I was really excited about that. We got that. Did put together. you reach out to them or did they reach out to you? Um, I believe someone from Chatterbox reached out to uh, Sean, okay, uh, and said, Hey, you, do you guys want to play this with us? Yeah. Like, let's do this, and, and we'll say, Yeah, let's do it. They're See. like, Can you fill an hour t- our time slot? And we said, We'll do it. <laughs> well, We'll, we will find a way to do it we'll cover more songs we'll do whatever we need to do and think we'll about this if, if I can
0: go to Kurt and I can go Kurt you got a four hour show coming up here at this at this venue I know you can cover it but I know you probably don't wanna and, and <laughs> mm-hmm. let's take that four hours let's move that down to two and a half hours yeah get out your your B list material just play A material we're gonna we wanna open up for you we wanna do this I, yeah. I mean that's that's a win win yeah. for a lot of people sure. absolutely the the older I get, the le- less I want to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to do seventy five minute sets and call it good. Yeah, I mean that's it, man. There so you go. so if the opportunity arises, I think I think we'll the the, the better the the more well known established bands should reach out to other bands yeah. if they need it, but also don't be
2: afraid to reach out to other bands.
1: Yeah,
0: and say we think we'd be a good fit for you. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I personally you know the original thing I. I wish it was reversed. I do, too. I would love nothing more than the original bands to put us out of business.
0: Completely. I would
2: love to go back to writing originals and being appreciated for that. and, And, you know, but... I do love playing for the crowd, and I yeah. love making the money. You go to some towns; it's the other way around. The totally. original bands are the ones making. Yeah, the money Iowa and
0: City. For the Iowa crowds. City's a prime example of that. Like eh, cover band. Blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you write original music? Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll check it out.
1: Yeah, yeah it's very appreciative of that. Like you know, you got Gabe's and Blue Moose and stuff like totally. that down there. So yacht club, and yacht club. Like yes,
2: but, yep. Yeah, I actually talked to the guy that books for the yacht club. And anybody listening that's uh, looking for places to play, they own the Yacht Club, Gabe's, and they own Wildwood. Wildwood as well, as well yes. So, oh, and wow. what they do? Okay. With yeah, the, they do. Oh, that's yep. right. Yacht Club is more folk and jam band. Yep, a hundred percent. Gabe's is pretty much original, Indie, heavier stuff. stuff. Indie, Indie, and then yep. Wildwood's hair,
0: like country, right? Hair bands, cover bands can yeah. play at
2: Wildwood. They've got yeah. so they've got those contacts f- down. Full there. gambit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When I know this is a little off topic. I know that Max Mitchell with Iowa Live Music and if you haven't downloaded the app, please do it. It is it is the best thing. It's it tells you where everybody's playing. Share it to all your friends. But he is working on a band and venue database to to be available for people to be able to search for oh, I'm looking for an original rock band out of Cedar Rapids. You know, it's gonna be searchable. So I mean he's wow. he's got a little ways to go on that. He's doing some trial runs, but uh, hopefully Sooner than later We're going to have the ability To just search for other bands And search for venues And add venues And add bands And I think it's going to be A cool tool for
1: everybody to have Very cool That's awesome
0: Well I don't know man I think we're approaching the mark Where we always say Man we've gone on for so long And we haven't touched anything How long has it been? It's been like an hour and
1: ten minutes We've literally hit it
0: Hour One hour That's what we've been trying to hit Yeah So what do you think (laughs) I'm going to leave it with this Like what do you think Is the number one thing that can be done to just continue to improve this scene at this point?
2: Uh, just focus on putting on better shows. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever that means. I'm not saying put on spandex. It right. worked for us. <laughs> but, I mean, even bands like Pink Floyd, boring as hell. Yeah. Uh, and if you ever watch any of their old stuff, it sucks. It's they, but they brought the lights in. Oh, totally, you know, and that became the they show. They found the gimmick of sorts. E- even bands that are that don't have anything like yeah. Typo Negative and Tool. Part of the part of their thing is the darkness. It,
0: yeah, it's it, almost that they don't so have a there. gimmick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that is
2: a gimmick. And, but it's they had a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's what I would say. I mean, if you want to grow your crowds, if you want to do that have a show focus on putting on the show
0: yeah find your brand find your what you're all about decide if that is do people want to see this and then perfect that and continue to get out and do
2: shows i mean you don't have to be good i mean if you have a great show yeah it might you know i think about gg allen that guy was horrible (laughs) (laughs) like oh my god he had such a cult following yeah his show was disgusting
0: i'm not a big fish (laughs) fan or widespread (laughs) panic fan but yeah they put on a Freaking show and, mm-hmm. and people go. Yeah. Maybe it's the drugs. I don't know. It could be. <laughs> it could be the drugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well what do you what do you anything else? Anything
0: else anybody wants to add on this one? I think Episode uh, three.
1: Yeah, episode three. I think the only thing uh I was I was gonna add on to that is is you you said kind of uh do people want to see what you're about to put out there? It's kind of the idea. If you, if you really want to have your cake and eat it too, then you got to be asking yourself those questions. And also, like you said earlier, be able to give and take with that idea of like this music's for me, that music it's not for them, uh, and that's great. And there's a lot of original bands out there too that aren't out there trying to tour and be no. the biggest thing, just in the music. next big thing in the world. They just want to make music, and that's great. But if you want to have your cake and eat it too, there will be a little bit of that give. Uh, yeah. To please the crowds, finding as well. a balance. Yeah, find that balance. So, I love it.
0: God, we're touching on some good stuff. Yeah. I think we'll hit
1: 1.5 million. I think on we're this gonna one. do it. Maybe 1.6. Uh. How do
0: we? How do we top the Kurt Burgess episode? Have <laughs> him back. Oh, no. have, have, him
1: have him back. back. Part two. <laughs> have Tell him him back us more beer. stories about Spiderman and Harold. We're gonna save the bulge for the next time. <laughs> All right. We're gonna bring you back in full garb next time yeah. oh, for the
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's official. I have to pee. I've had a couple beers. Ooh. So I think we're just going to end this. We're going to cue the music. Yeah, and uh, I'd like to thank you for coming, Kurt. Thanks thank you for so having for keep, keep the scene alive. That's right. All
2: right thanks for the pain thing, guys.
0: See you still grows. Some stranger to you and me. I can feel it coming in the air.